Hey everybody. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the 8.30 p.m. Facebook Live Big Book Study. I'm glad you're here and uh, I'll give you a little, the, the little uh, meeting format, okay? So this is just like a little impromptu meeting. I'm having it in my studio, aka car, and uh, I'm doing that in my car because I feel more comfortable here. Most of you that watch my videos know I do everything usually from my car. It's where I feel most comfortable and uh, I think the acoustics are better. So anyway, here we go. The format will be this. Since a lot of you um, are using this as a little meeting, maybe you can't get out of the house, you've got kids, um, you've got, maybe you're sick, maybe transportation's an issue. So I thought I'd just do this little meeting and the format will go uh, kind of like a regular meeting. I'll start with a prayer and since there's no denomination here and it's just a spiritual program, I'll use a prayer out of the big book and I'm going to do the third step prayer. And then I'm going to read you a paragraph, just a simple paragraph, random paragraph out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'll share about it a little bit. And as soon as I'm done, um, I will read the evening meditation, which I read every night before I go to bed. And it's my 11 step inventory. And then I'll be open. I'll take any questions or any comments that you have. So let's start with that. Let's just start with a third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Okay, that's a good start. If you wanna know where that prayer is, it's on page 63 of the big book. So tonight I'm gonna to read a, a paragraph out of a chapter, chapter eight. And chapter eight is not a chapter that a lot of people read. Even if you go to big book studies, for some reason they skip over the chapter to the wives and family afterwards. Nobody wants to talk about that. That is always like the most uncomfortable. And to the wives, I'm gonna read this to you, but you have to remember that this paragraph was written for the wives of the alcoholic. Now at the time, the book was written in 1935, and so that's a long time ago. Um, most men were the ones that were allowed to come to meetings. Not a lot of women were in meetings at that time at all. So uh, it took a while. So it's kind of dated in a way, but it still makes perfect sense. So this chapter is kind of the Al-Anon chapter. It's written to the wives. Now you can just interpret this as to anybody that has to deal with an alcoholic addict. A husband, a wife, a child, a grandparent, an employer, your neighbor, this is written to them. So it's kind of like this little chapter that says, oh my God, you, you probably have no idea what you're dealing with. And here's some advice. Now things have changed a lot. So a lot of it is kind of hard to take, but in the portion I'm going to read tonight, um, they try to give the family an idea of what you possibly could be dealing with with alcoholics, like in stages, like stage one alcoholic, stage two, stage three, and stage four, stage four being the worst. So tonight, this reading um, from chapter eight to the wives, page 109, 
starts right into the description of alcoholic number two. Two, if you have your book, go ahead and open it up. It starts with two. Your husband is showing lack of control for he is unable to stay on the water wagon even when he wants to. He often gets entirely out of hand when drinking. He admits this is true, but it's positive that he'll do better. He has begun to try with or without your cooperation, various means of moderating or staying dry. Maybe he's beginning to lose his friends. His business may suffer somewhat. He is worried at times and is becoming aware that he cannot drink like other people. He sometimes drinks in the morning and through the day also. To hold his nervousness in check, he is remorseful after serious drinking bouts and tells you he wants to stop. But when he gets over the spree, he begins to think once more about how he can drink moderately next time. We think this person is in danger. These are the earmarks of a real alcoholic. Perhaps he can still tend to business fairly well. He has by no means ruined everything, not yet. As we say among ourselves, quote, he wants to want to stop. And you know, that's, that is a really powerful statement. He wants to want to stop. You know, I, I say a lot in my videos that not everybody wants to stop and that's okay, right? Not everybody wants to stop. A lot of people want to want to stop. Like things start getting rough, things start going sideways and they, you know, they want to want to stop, but they don't really want to stop. So I understand that. Now, this whole thing where they start talking about alcoholic number one, number two, number three is the worst, number four is worse. I don't ever remember kind of those stages. When I started drinking, I kind of went straight to four. I mean, I drank alcoholically the very first time I drank. I was at a party and uh, a junior high party, my first boy girl party. <laughs> right there, that should tell you something. And I went to this party and I'm not gonna say whose party it was because he's a friend of mine and he's a friend on Facebook still. Great guy, not his fault. <laughs> My demise is not his fault. But he had this party and at the party, I was so awkward and uncomfortable. I was like, ugh, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. Uh, it was one of those things where boys on one side of the room, girls on the other. And um, somebody broke out a bottle of Jack Daniels we were sitting in the stairwell, we were in the basement and we were sitting in the stairwell and they started passing around this bottle of Jack Daniels and I took the bottle and I just started drinking right out of the bottle. I didn't realize they all had cups and were pouring it into cups and probably mixing it with Coca-Cola, you know, Jack and Cokes. I would, I would just grab the bottle. So I drank alcoholically the first time, but you know what? I immediately felt like I fit in. As soon as I drank, I fit, I was like, ah, oh, I got this, <laughs> I hate this party. I got it, right? Unfortunately, I also drank to blackout. I remember waking up and I was in the laundry room and at the time these laundry rooms had these big concrete sinks and I was throwing up in this sink and they had to call my dad and oh my God, it was a nightmare. So, and nobody else did that. So right there, that should have been a sign. And you know what? I went home and I was so sick and yet I couldn't wait to do it again. So I don't know if I ever was this alcoholic one too, and I don't know if it really matters. I think they write this chapter 
just to give family members kind of an idea of what you could be dealing with here. Um, and it is hard to deal with the alcoholic. It is very hard. So this chapter, a lot of people read it and they don't like it. And it makes them feel bad about themselves and what they've done to their family. And that's not gonna be helpful. You can't stay sober with a bunch of guilt and remorse. All you can do is keep trying to move forward. Remember that this chapter to the wives was written for the wives. It's not written for the alcoholic. So, you know, since then that chapter grew into Al-Anon. And what a great organization that is. I mean, uh, thank God for Al-Anon. Um, so that our family and friends and employers and people have a place to go because everybody suffers from this illness. Everybody. The children, the wives, the husbands, the neighbors, everybody. The community at large, companies, everybody's affected by alcoholism. So that is my interpretation on that reading. And now what I'm going to do is what I did. Uh, I've done this for you before. And I, I'm going to do this every night when we end a meeting, when we do have a meeting. And I'm going to do the evening meditation, which is the evening inventory that I do every night when I go to bed. And it's this very short uh, chapter. Actually, it's a very short paragraph on page 86 of the big book. Okay. And on 86, it says, it's pretty easy to find it. It's the nighttime meditation. It starts when we retire. So I'm going to read it to you and it's going to ask a lot of questions and I'm going to pause and you answer it in your mind. Okay. Kind of take an inventory of how you did today. And this is good for anybody if you're alcoholic or not. I mean, this is really kind of just a, a spot check on how I'm living my life. Okay. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we, res were we resentful, selfish, dishonest or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving towards all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. And that's it. That is the 11th step. So staying sober is one of these things that it seems like it takes so much time, and it really doesn't. I mean, once you get sober, the trick is staying sober. And they give you these tools in the first 164 pages of the big book. There's a little program outlined and it's a very simple program of action. And that is one of the things they tell you to do. In the morning you do a morning meditation to ask God for help through the day. And at night you take a look at how you did. You know, clean it up. See if you need to make any amends. Somebody's circling me. <laughs> they probably think I'm doing something wrong. Anyway, um, maybe they want to join the meeting. Um, so that is one of the tools that they give you to stay sober in Alcoholics Anonymous is the 11th step. And that's as simple as it is. And it's on page 86. So that's it for our meeting tonight. I want to look and see who's on there. Hi, everybody. Hey, Melissa. I'm so glad you're on. The reason that I'm doing the meeting. Thank you, Melissa. I'm glad that you're here. 
And um, I hope you had a good meeting tonight and let's try it again tomorrow. Let's do it, Melissa. Me and you tomorrow night, 8.30. See you then.